of the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Matt Spectro through the multiverse! Thank you for joining us for another exciting episode of Matt Spectro Through the Multiverse. I'm your host, Matt Spectro, lifetime comic fan, lifetime animation fan, lifetime superhero fan, and you have reached the podcast that is exclusively about comic book animation. That's right, animation coming from the world of comic books. I'm going to briefly explain the rules, and we're going to get right down to it. Rule number one, I just explained to you, comic book animation. Enough said. Rule number two, big fan of the old team-up comic books. DC Comics presents Marvel Team-Up Brave and the Bold. So every week, it is me and a guest teaming up to tackle comic book animation. And third and most important, we got to have fun. Welcome to episode 51, the premiere of year two of Matt Spectro Through the Multiverse. Before we go any further, we're going to get right to it. We're going to bring on our guest. He's joining us once again. He is the king of the dad style, TikTok superstar, and the former co-host of the For the Pops podcast. Welcome back, that guy, Scotty Slade. Thank you, Tarzan, for bringing me on. Uh, Matt Spectro, sorry. I didn't realize this was the premiere of year two. Yep, I just, we're coming off the anniversary episode. Does, does that mean week. you're like uh, DC Comics? You're going to do a total reboot and release all number ones? Is that, is that how that goes? <laughs> I should. I should relaunch it at number one. <laughs> <laughs> and and don't say former, I, you know, not saying the band's back together, but there's been some, uh, there's been some discussions about bringing the For the Pops back. Well, it's become a running joke every time your co-host uh, is on. I, I introduce him as that and he says, thanks for referencing a podcast that hasn't been had an episode in what three years that's fine he still represents himself as the owner of chaotic wrestling so i mean i've got a longer running tenure at this point well welcome back it's been quite a long time i didn't notice until uh we started uh working out the deets here that uh you haven't been on the show since last september i think that speaks volumes to how successful this podcast has been uh as somebody who used to run podcasts having having different rotating guests is no easy feat and you have successfully done it for one whole season our year that is and now you're on to year two i'd like to say that uh i had 50 different guests but that that would make me a miracle worker you never know we're working on this is premiere of year two that means that uh, you're starting off with one unique guest we're gonna try and uh I'm not going to say change the format. We're going to try and tighten it up a little bit, make a little, few little uh, fixes here and there, uh, work the kinks out, see how it goes, bear with us. Uh, two things I want to say, uh, there will be spoilers. And number two, we, are, we don't profess to be experts, just two guys talking comic books. You know you're doing well when you have to give uh, warnings like that, that uh, you're not subject matter experts. Uh, that means you've been getting a lot, of, a lot of hate for your opinions, and I love it. Good engagement. Well, I mean, some subjects might necessarily have experts, but we cover the entire comic book medium, so it's impossible to say we're an expert on everything. That's fair. Is there a comic character you would actually consider yourself an expert on? An expert? 
No, the closest is is Green Lantern and Batman. And then even then, we, we saw the turmoil that that set off. I mean, Jamie Jamikowski is going to fly us out to L.A. to do this uh, giant uh, Ray D versus Jamie J about who's better at Batman. So I'm excited to see what happens. So this week, well, we went back and forth on a few things. But we finally settled on uh, the Incredible Hulk and She-Hulk. Yeah, we were going to do MODOK, but you hate Patton Oswalt. And so uh, I had to tweet at him today, make sure he knew that I was fighting for him. I um, would have handled the MODOK episode <laughs> impartially. I would have I would have approached it completely open-minded and impartial. If you don't find Patton Oswalt funny, you're not going to find MODOK funny. <laughs> it, it literally is a, the same guy. Well, we're going to... Uh... We're down the road. I'm, I'm going to hoodwink you into doing the MODOK episode. You're going to trap me in a van and flip the switch, and there's going to be two mics and a recorder. So the Incredible Hulk as a child was always my favorite comic book character. Um, as I got older, I still love him, but as I grew older, Captain America is kind of a, dethroned him as my number one, but still a big Hulk fan. I was more excited to do this episode because I really wanted to talk about She-Hulk because... Hulk's had a lot of his own movies and cartoons, but I uh, wanted to give a little bit love to uh, She-Hulk. Yeah, I'll be honest. Uh, when you had mentioned that you wanted us to watch this episode tonight, I had not seen much She-Hulk uh, put on screen. Like She's come through the pages, but I've never watched the representation of what they've done on screen with her. Well, this cartoon is only the second time she's appeared in animation form. She In the uh, Incredible Hulk cartoon from 1983, she appeared on one episode of that. This cartoon is the second time she has appeared in animation form. So obviously, uh, we're going to get more into her history, but a little, obviously, Incredible Hulk's history. He was uh, created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby back in 1962. Part of the idea being that uh, coming off the 50s, where monster comics were very popular, Stan Lee had wanted to combine Jekyll and Hyde with Frankenstein because he, quote, said that... Uh, he never really considered Frankenstein the bad guy. He considered the villagers the bad guy. Uh, Frankenstein, in his mind, was the good guy. That's a fair take. Um, and his original series only lasted six issues, but then he f- was featured in Tales to Astonish, which eventually he took over, and the comic was named Incredible Hulk with issue 102. And he's pretty much had an ongoing series ever since. I mean, the Incredible Hulk does own one of uh, one of the top three favorite comics of mine, World War Hulk. I don't know if you've ever taking a chance to read that that one i have not read that's in the uh, gap where i was really kind of out of the out of the hobby for a while if there was a mount rushmore of story arcs for the the green guy here that is easily top three easily so good you would probably enjoy thor ragnarok that much more all right um if while we're on the subject my two favorite hulk stories of all time were uh future imperfect Oh, okay. uh, That's and uh, the crossroad storyline, which is probably a little bit before your time, but uh, when the Hulk went completely. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Back when Hulk went completely savage, Doctor Strange uh, banished him to a dimension, a crossroads, if you will, where he could go to other dimensions and try and find a world that made him happy. And it ran about twelve issues. Bill Manilow was the writer, so yeah, that and Future Imperfect are my two favorite Hulk stories of all time. Well, that's a really that I'll I, I'll check out the other one, but Future Imperfect. Oh, I got a figure actually across the way next to my giant Hulk head. So solid, solid choice. 
and on that matter, they they just started doing a Maestro series. That's actually Peter David came back to write this. What? Yeah, it's two issues in. It's actually pretty good so far. Check that out. But now we're going to shift over to his female counterpart, She-Hulk. First appearance back in 1980, Savage She-Hulk number one, created by Stan Lee and John Buscemi. Uh, this is the last original character Stan Lee created for Marvel all the way up until when they did the 2099 series and he co-created the character uh, Ravage. But he only wrote one issue of the series. Have you read much of She-Hulk outside of, uh, outside of uh, TV shows? I've read um, when she joined the Avengers and when she joined the Fantastic Four. And I ran her, ran, read her second series. Yeah, John Burner. <laughs> and I have I I checked out the, the series that just started a couple of months ago. Interesting. I I'm actually the more I'm thinking about it, you know, I don't as a female lead, I don't think I've ever had the opportunity to pick up a She-Hulk only book. I've only seen her as a supporting character. There's a pretty interesting story about her conception. Uh back in the 70s, the Incredible Hulk TV show was very popular. The same production company did the Bionic Man, Six Million Dollar Man. We talking Big Lou Lou Ferrigno, nineteen seventies? Yes, that that one. And Six Million Dollar Man was very popular, so they did the Bionic Woman. Apparently, Marvel got wind of this and was convinced they were going to try and do a female version of the Hulk TV show. So they were going to get ahead of it, create the character. So if they did do it, they would completely own the character and have to get paid for them doing the TV show. You mean Marvel stole ideas? Come on. That's not anything like their history implies. Uh, The joke was kind of on them because then it never happened. Uh, But in the long run, it worked out because she's one of the most beloved uh, female characters, not only in Marvel, but probably in all of comic books. Stanley only created her and only wrote the first issue of that series. And then uh, Dan Anthony Kraft wrote the remainder of that series before it was canceled. She kind of went away for a little bit um, and then came back in a contest of champions, which was the first real Marvel like crossover event they'd ever done. And at that point, apparently somebody liked her and they had her join the Avengers. And then, you know, the rest is history, as they say. So it was just, uh, and again, you're, you're kind of like the subject matter expert of this conversation. So it was, it was the Avengers and, and Fantastic Four she pinged between predominantly yeah she was in yeah in the avengers for a while and then when the secret wars happened ben Grimm decided to stay on that alien planet and she hulk took his place in the fantastic four and that's really when the character's popularity took off i can see that because then uh john byrne uh, wrote her second series which um at that point was the longest running female marvel superhero comic book they had ever had at that point it ran 60 issues and at that point no other female in marvel had maintained a series for that long i was gonna say when it comes to when it comes to marvel i felt like you know dc's obviously have always been a staple where there's been like flourishing female leads i don't know why i'm having such a drought on trying to think who could even compete with she hulk well i talked about this in an early episode uh dc definitely has the more known they have wonder woman batgirl supergirl Lois Lane, Harley Quinn, um, they have the most known, but there was a time where Marvel was hands down beating them with at least attempting to give female characters their own comic. In the late 70s, 80s, they gave She-Hulk her own title, Spider-Woman her own title, Dazzler, um, Ms. Marvel, 
Jean Grey is the only one that comes to mind that I felt is like Jean Grey and Storm. Like the the X Men entity always did such a great job. Like you know, not to totally derail, but you know when Storm took on Cyclops for leader of the X Men. Uh, I don't know if you ever read that episode and Storm kicks his ass and it's just. They did such a good job with that piece, but outside of the X Men universe, I, I just couldn't couldn't think of it. I don't know if she's been beaten since then. Uh, Ms. Marvel Cap- slash Captain Marvel has had a bunch of different relaunches and series, so I don't know if any of them have ever broken that that sixty issue record. And in that series, she uh, predated your buddy Deadpool, and she was actually breaking the fourth wall and talking to the reader. Long before uh, Rob Liefeld and Deadpool came around. There's a crazy woman joke that I feel is brewing with that (laughs) statement. But you know what? We're going to just move along. I figured out, I think she's had the current She-Hulk series is her sixth ongoing series she's had since the character's conception of, you know, relaunches and reboots. So apparently there's a market for her, but the excitement only seems to last so long because it keeps having to get rebooted. Well, that's that's comics in general. It's just like, oh, how many issues has this been going on? Uh, let's just reboot it. Has she always it, been a lawyer, by the way? Yeah, she started out as a lawyer. She was uh, shot by mobsters when she was uh, working on a case, and uh, her cousin Bruce Banner gave her a blood transfusion that turned her into She-Hulk. Oh, Bruce. And she was savage at the beginning, but later on they changed it to where she kept her personality as uh, Jennifer Walters when she became She-Hulk, and she could actually control the change. And it was also different as she preferred being She-Hulk to Jennifer Walters as opposed to Bruce Banner, who preferred to be Bruce Banner to the Incredible Hulk. Interesting. Does she have a complex about being a human? Uh, no, uh, it was kind of, it started for, it was like a, like a self-esteem thing almost where she felt more, she felt more sexy and feminine and po- empowered as She-Hulk than she did as, she felt like kind of a wallflower as uh, Jennifer Walters. They kind of came to terms with that later on in the series. Sounds like a Mary Tyler Moore ending of the uh, intro. I'm just going to throw the hat up and be super excited. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Name a reference that nobody's going to get. She's going to make it on her own, pal. (laughs) 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 So we're going to switch over to uh, 1996 where the Incredible Hulk cartoon started. Now, I don't know if you remember that in the late 80s, the superhero cartoon had pretty much died. It, It there was pretty much nothing. There was a drought for close to a four or five year period. Then Batman, the animated series came around and bam, turned the industry upside down. That popularity led to X-Men, the animated series, the Superman animated series, the Fantastic Four, Iron Man, Justice League. Drought and- in the 80s, the same decade I was born before it rebooted and revitalized just when I was a kid. You know what? Coinky dink. Yeah, I don't know. So it, uh, Sabin Entertainment and Marvel Studios worked on The Incredible Hulk. It ran on the, uh, the now defunct UPN network. Was that the precursor of the CW or am I mistaken? Or is that the WB? Uh, I don't know if I was alive at that point. Or was was kind of... <laughs> you were definitely alive in 1996. <laughs> and I was just, you know, I was like a little kid. I don't remember much. I just remembered, you know, Fruit Loops and milk and candy and. <laughs> Just living life, not not worrying about uh, college and starting a family and being 28 years old. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so it uh, ran for a season, got renewed, 
but uh, the UPN felt it was a little too dark. They wanted it uh, a little more lighthearted, change it up, and also offer a female perspective, they said. So the show was changed to The Incredible Hulk and She-Hulk. How, how did the show do, by the way? Uh, it was mildly successful, but the changes did not apparently go over so well with uh, the fans. A lot of them felt the darker Hulk was true, more true to the character. And the second season, which we're going to be reviewing an episode, was not as well received and was not renewed for a third season. So we are going to go to September 28th, 1997, the Incredible Hulk and She-Hulk episode, Down Memory Lane. Uh, Now, this was uh, written by Meg McLaughlin and directed by Ron Merrick. Ron Merrick's directed a lot of different animation, especially in the uh, superhero era. I picked this episode because it... uh, well, from the description, sounds like it uh, focuses more on She-Hulk. Down memory lane, because She-Hulk, Jennifer Walters, is going to her 10-year high school reunion. Okay. All right. Now, mind you, um, when I was a young lad, I wasn't. I did not watch the Incredible Hulk series. Um, I got into Incredible Hulk much later in life. So it. I am very interested to see how this measures up to some of the other stuff I grew up watching. Well, we're going to uh, get into the credit where credit is due. And uh, you're not going to believe this all-star cast of voice actors uh, for the show. I'm excited. The Incredible Hulk is voiced by Lou Ferrigno himself. Wait, what? Yeah, Lou Ferrigno played Hulk in the 70s live action show, came back, and does the voice of the Incredible Hulk. Does the Incredible Hulk have a hearing impairment? I don't believe so. In fact, they've done plenty of things where Hulk bacteria and things like that don't actually affect him because of the gamma radiation okay so he can't really get sick or get cavities or uh, any of that stuff now uh bruce banner is a uh, voice by a neil mcdonough who's been in a lot of things he plays dum dum dugan in the uh, mcu <laughs> okay and he's also damian dark in the Arrowverse, appearing both in green arrow legends of tomorrow and i believe uh this maybe it was supergirl or one of those. I'm upset. Uh, I can't put a face to that. I, I I watched both Green Arrow and Legends. I really like Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, he's been in a, a bunch of stuff. He kind of looks like a balding Paul Walker a little bit. Oh, he isn't he the neighbor in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? No, that's Matt Frewer you're thinking of. <laughs> uh, how amazing is it that you literally knew without skipping a beat exactly <laughs> who I was talking about? Not a, uh, who's a, what's a, it was a. No, that's 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 Matt. That's uh, come on now. No, he was in Angels in the Outfield. He was in Minority Report. Wait a minute. What's Neil's last name? Uh, McDonough. Okay. He is the he was the villain, I believe, in the Rocks version of The Walking Tall. Okay, now I know. He voiced Green Arrow in the uh, DC Showcase Green Arrow cartoon, which we uh, reviewed in a previous episode with your boy Ray. Huh. Whoops. Uh, he was in Red Two. All right, this guy's got a lengthy career. Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2. Well, uh, do you really need to go any further that, than that? that? <laughs> I mean, that's the epitome. That is the the upper echelon of his career. It's on the top of his resume. Sonic the Hedgehog, apparently. Oh, I don't, I haven't, I, I've seen it. I can't, I can't recollect where he was landed. <laughs> Speaking of Matt Frewer, the leader is voiced by one Matt Frewer. <laughs> the neighbor on Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Also is uh, Max Hedrum. 
he was Moloch in the live-action Watchmen film. He was also Panic in the Disney uh, Hercules film. Speaking of Hercules, did you hear the rumor? I mean, the rumor? Uh, I know that you, innuendo. The, the rumor? I know that you saw the, the recent Thor trailer that you weren't yeah. too pleased about. There's a rumor that Hercules might end up making an appearance and then later joining the Avengers. Yeah, there was uh, obviously that's Zeus in the in the trailer. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. So I'm hoping that means Hercules is going to show up. And uh, and do you know a, who's you know who's pulling the, the like the, the comic book community and who they want to play Hercules? Uh, the comic book community could be any ridiculous <laughs> casting choice. So I can't even begin to guess who. Uh, and I'm going to already butcher the name. Uh, Henry. Uh, 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 what's his Henry Cave? Henry Henry Cavill Superman. Yep. <laughs> they want they want him to jump over to the MCU and play Hercules. Thing is, <laughs> I love Hercules. I love to see him in the MCU. But Hercules' character is how Thor acts now in the MCU. So, do we really need another jackass god showing up in the comic and? They can both act like clowns and jackasses. You can never have enough comic relief. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do love Hercules, so I would that would be uh, uh, good to see. But who knows? Maybe Chris Hemsworth is uh, going to stop, and maybe that's now would be the perfect time to add Hercules to the lineup. Did you know Matt Frewer voiced the leader? Did, is that just an amazing coincidence that you brought up Honey, I Shrunk the Kids moments before? No, that was, that was literally an ama- just roll with the amazing coincidences. Uh, I'm now less impressed that you knew his name, though. I mean, uh, but yeah, it's no uh, pure, pure coincidence. Uh, the leader, by the way, was created by Steve Ditko and uh, Stan Lee. The Abomination created by Stanley and Gil Kane, uh, the Brooklyn brawler of uh, Hulk comics. He was voiced by a different person in season one, but season two, he's voiced by uh, Richard Maul, who is uh, Harvey Dent and Batman, the animated series. But he's also one of the last surviving members of night court. Cause he played bull. <laughs> you know what? That's right. Oh man gargoyle created by stanley and jack kirby he's voiced by the one and only mark hamill wait gargoyles in this gargoyle isn't i didn't know i was making a cameo in a hulk uh, cartoon my my royalty checks are going to be coming in mark hamill everyone obviously knows is luke skywalker but he's also done a ton of voice work he's the joker hobgoblin gargoyle he did a voice on the simpsons uh he's skeletor in the kevin smith's uh masters in the universe oh kevin smith's Gonna get Crockett on here. Well, the, Malonis and I are doing a five-part episode arc on every version of He-Man, so we'll be getting to that eventually. That's good. And uh, rounding out the cast, She-Hulk herself, voiced by Cree Summers. She played um, Freddie Brooks on A Different World, the Cosby Show spinoff. You must remember that. Oh, I mean, of course. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> I mean, really. She also, uh, I think she dated Will Smith on an episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but she also has done a ton of voice acting. She was the voice of Penny on the uh, original Inspector Gadget. Oh. But, like, she's done, like, tons and tons of voice work. She'd uh, Rugrats Gone Wild, Clifford's Really Big Movie, uh, Bratz. 
Um, you name it, she's she's done a lot of the. Uh, she was on a DC Showcase cartoon, uh, a Curious George directed television film. She's she's done it all. Oh, what a what a resume! I'm looking at it now. It is it is valid. Holy shnikes! Yeah, so uh, look at this. Uh, I mean, this is an all star cast of voice acting we got going on here. Is that is that all the notables? Yeah, it's all the notables. Um, well, hold on a second. There was this uh, bizarre uh, <laughs> female version of Abomination that showed up, <laughs> which I don't even. I think they created specifically for the cartoon. Hold on, let me look that one up as well. Normally, I'm a little more prepared. I don't know. You got me off my game here. Oh, yeah. I apologize. The, the neighbor in um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> yeah, no <that> problem. <laughs> uh, the episode that you chose, who's the, uh, you know, I, I'd be able to answer it for you if I, if I watched it. Ogress is basically a female abomination voiced by former swimsuit model Kathy Ireland, believe it or not. Mm. All right. One of uh, the... <laughs> One of the crush days for my use, so I should tell you how old I am. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna jump the gun before you <laughs> you do it. Yeah, thanks. See that? You're starting to embrace it. <laughs> so on that note, we are gonna watch Incredible Hulk and She Hulk down memory lane. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back to talk about it. He's half human, half beast. When it comes to battling evil, he's all action. He's the Incredible Hulk. Kids. After six years of keeping malls safe, take someone who has spidey senses. Paul Blart is ready for anything. Someone's taken down the hotel. There's a lip on that carpet. Someone's going to have to call that in. Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2. This fall, UPN Kids is about to turn heads with a power pack of super open Sundays. First, it's with Jumanji. Then it's with the Incredible Hulk and She-Hulk. And they're always back to back to back to back. Slow down, kids. You're making me dizzy. UPN Kids new fall season premieres Sunday, September 21st. Meanwhile, behind the facade of this innocent-looking podcast... All right, and we are back. And hopefully you just during the break as well watched Incredible Hulk and She-Hulk down memory lane. How, how amazing is it, by the way, that uh, Disney Plus now has all this stuff accessible? The it's fact that we were able awesome. to pop that on is nuts. The only thing I hate about it is they only have the Marvel Studio animation. So there's a handful of Marvel animated stuff they don't have the rights to that I wish was on there. Like they don't have uh, the Fantastic Four cartoon from the 60s. I don't think they have the Spider-Man cartoon from the 60s. Give it time. They don't have that. They, they don't have that 70s Fantastic Four cartoon either. Or uh, They'll buy it up eventually. Yeah, I'm hoping at one point, well, I don't know, with HBO Max and all that, Warner Brothers needs uh, as much content as they can. So I don't know if they're going to be willing to sell any uh, content. Uh, As Ted DiBiase said, everybody's got a price. (laughs) (laughs) I got to say right off the bat, um, I am 
strongly not liking She-Hulk's voice in this cartoon. Uh, even before that happened, not that not that I judge a book by its cover, uh, but uh, the intro, the intro visually was kind of like just a like a 12 year old did like a quick compilation of everything that's going on. <laughs> and if you want to talk about now, is that the actual music or like did they not have the copyrights? Because that music was like tone deaf. Yeah, I don't. There's no catchy tune. Yeah, that that theme song was not great, and I'm trying to remember back when it aired originally if it's changed. Uh, because it really was, we're not starting our best foot forward here because I, I didn't think the theme song was very good either. I was so disappointed. I was like, this is gonna get me so amped to watch Hulk Smash, Hulk Smash, and then now I know it's a comic and a cartoon, so I don't want to be too nitpicky, but. She-Hulk in the comic and cartoon wears a lot of clothes that I couldn't imagine a normal woman just walking around in everyday life wearing. What do you mean? Uh, a red uh, singlet? You're not, uh, <laughs> she, you're not okay with that? She constantly looks like she's uh, going uh, to, to an aerobics class. Which is totally okay. So it opens up with her in a built. I guess it's her apartment building where she's going through a bunch of mail and most of it's boring, but... Uh, she does find a letter for uh, inviting her to her 10-year high school reunion. How exciting. Were you at your 10-year um, high I've, school anniversary 30 years ago? I've never been. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to wrap up this episode. Now. <laughs> Sky Slate is that 50-year one right around the corner. <laughs> officially banned from future episodes of the podcast. You can get a bunch of uh, bumper stickers of this uh, podcast. Put it right on all the, the hey. old wind-up cars outside. <laughs> <in> the, uh... <laughs> Rule number three. We got to have fun. This is uh, it's not fun, but this isn't a safe space anymore. <laughs> I've never been to any high school reunion. In fact, that is a very popular television trope is people always are going back to their high school reunions. You, I mean, you, it, it's funny because you would be awesome. It's like, hey, Matt, what have you been up to? Pro wrestler, pro wrestling booker, podcaster, entrepreneur. I mean, come on. Game board collector. And they, oh, what are you doing now? Uh, well, uh, I don't, I don't really have a job. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs to know that? Come on, <laughs> come on. So, uh, in walks Bruce, Bruce. I almost said Bruce Wayne. Bruce Banner. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. I wanted to do a Hulk, Batman crossover where Batman's about to kill, uh, um, <laughs> Hulk, and Hulk says save Bruce and he could say why did you say that name <laughs> what name did you say Bruce Bruce is my name too uh, but this is a uh, a rather jacked version of uh, Bruce Banner I have to say when I, when he walked onto the sea he was on the giz ass <laughs> I was like uh, threw me off a little bit um, he's expecting mail uh, She-Hulk uh, asked if he's like waiting for the, the gammy whammy which he corrects as the gamma particle device. I'm going to start using that when I pick up women. Hey, <laughs> you, you want the gammy whammy? <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, ladies. You play your cards right. My eyes are going to change colors and the gammy whammy's right around the corner. So, um, established, we didn't watch it because we just watched this episode. Apparently, She-Hulk has been having some issues where her, her powers and strength are fading a little bit, and that's why Bruce is trying to get this device to try and uh, see if they can fix the problem. But did we know that at the beginning of this episode? No, we didn't. Uh, she's there, says how she has a weak spot, 
and it get, comes up later on the episode, which uh, I found. But yeah, you did not know that going in. Okay, fair enough. Uh, her car got stolen. Yes, which which is why I asked that question, <laughs> uh, because the the very next scene where they're where they're running, I was like, holy shit, Bruce Wayne is keeping. I mean, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Banner's keeping up with She Hulk <laughs> in a foot race. <laughs> yeah, that was a little <laughs> strange. Who needs Hulk powers when you can keep up with She-Hulk? They ended up uh, splitting up. Always uh, a bad idea. Banner runs into leader and you find out the whole thing was a trap to get him uh, separated. <laughs> I can't, and, uh, can't believe you fell for it. <laughs> he he wants to hook uh, him up to his power transfer unit. And then uh, Abomination shows up. And right then we go to the opening credits. Now, this was a little bizarre because when he came back, the abomination had punched Bruce Banner, but he's still awake and leader says to take care of him before he can hulks up. I would think a punch to a normal human being from the abomination would knock you out. The guy can literally punch through a tank. You know what? We've, we've already watched Bruce Banner keep a foot race with She-Hulk. I can't uh, see why he can't absorb a face punch from abomination. Uh, in the meantime, uh, she-Hulk catches up with her car, and the gargoyle has uh, stolen it, which she refers to him as a little toadstool. Uh, get ready for a barrage of short jokes. <laughs> I know. Now I can see why you picked this episode. This, this feels like me on most dates, so that's usually how these roll. Well, and this next line is like you because uh, he says uh, she has a certain amorous effect on him. <laughs> <laughs> He, he won't spill the beans on what's going on, so she uh, dumps a trash can over his head and tells him to can it. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> we go back. Hulk and Abomination are duking it out. Hulk's pretty much getting the better of him, so uh, Leader takes a hike. He doesn't want any, uh, any part of this. Uh, uh, he doesn't just take a hike. He completely jukes Hulk, and he's just like, <laughs> I'm out of here. She-Hulk comes uh, with the Corvette to calm Hulk down. Uh, they say they have to get away before the cops show up. So apparently, I guess even though she's a lawyer, that's the, the, they're not on, on, the, on the goods with the cops. And, and talk about like premier voice acting. I understand that She-Hulk has a, has a lengthy resume, but uh, I have here written down She-Hulk talking sultry to Hulk. I felt like this, <laughs> these exchanges are like, come on, sugar, get in the car. We got to get out of here. Yeah, she and does it felt have... very flirtatious. <laughs> and she has kind of a southern drawl as well that uh, just adds to the overall effect. Um, when the leader's yelling at Gargoyle, he finds the invitation to the reunion, so he knows where he's going to go. Uh... And then uh, we switch to, uh, they're at She-Hulk's parents' house where Hulk is hiding in the treehouse. As where you would hide most boys, apparently. <laughs> She says, you know, he's got the parents won't, uh, you know, they'll get a little excited. And uh, she walks in. I'm home. So apparently we find out that they didn't know she was She-Hulk. <laughs> um, hey, guys. But it's bizarre animation where she's like flexing and posing when she comes in the door like, I'm home. She's and very she's, proud <laughs> of herself and all her green uh, diamondness, Which causes the dad to spit up his coffee. And the dad's actually voiced by Stan Lee. I know. You left that out earlier. So clearly you wanted me to be surprised because I was very excited. And, and of course, Stan being typical uh, 
playing a typical dad. He's just like, you're not like that Bruce, are you? Running around and smashing everything. <laughs> it's tremendous. So uh, she explains her origin to the uh, her parents. Says the first time in her life she's not a victim. But right now uh, she is tired and her green blood is running like the tortoise, not like the hare. And uh, shocked to find out that uh, her eyes are brown. Sludgy. <laughs> uh, her eyes are supposed to be green, but they've turned brown. So it's definitely something's happening. It's wearing off. Uh, the whole time Gargoyle's been uh, spying on her. He's a bit creepy in a borderline problematic way. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's it's funny. It gets worse as it goes on. So I'll, I'll, I'll give my two cents as we get further into this. She uh, manages to make her eyes green again. And right after that happens, uh, Hulk finally calms down in the treehouse and he uh, turns back into Banner. Black shorts still intact. Yeah, of course. <laughs> or aren't they? <laughs> Always. Um, great exchange with Leader and Gargoyle where he says that uh, he's sick of his pitiful fascination with the glamorized nuisance of She-Hulk. <laughs> And he says, don't, you know, not, not to, to keep his eye on the ball. Find Banner. That's the goal. So says the leader, uh, which Gargoyle cuts him off. And he says that uh, he's, re- he's sick of hearing that. He'd rather listen to Hulk smash and that moldy mantra. <laughs> Banner says he's going to go visit uh, She-Hulk's folks because uh, it's been a long time since she's seen him. She-Hulk says she needs to get some sleep because... Uh, her green heels are dragging, and her green eyes are bailing. She's had better days. That's what the mom wanted her to do. He'd give her some motherly advice. Wants her to take a rest, but didn't want to overstep. Uh, Banner says uh, he sh- she should also take it easy, but she says, no way. She's a gamma bombshell who's going to make a rocking reunion at She-Hulk. Oh, man. <laughs> Then, then cue the the stereotypical reunion responses. This reunion is both genius and ridiculous to me at the same time. More ridiculous than genius. <laughs> um, at the reunion, before they get there, of course, there's a, a picture of her, which a bunch of the uh, the mean girls are making fun of her, calling her a total tomboy, and lowering numbers on the cool chart. And she was voted most likely to remain a wallflower. (laughs) And then, just like that, (laughs) the doors smash open. Now, do you remember in high school uh, who in your high school was voted most likely to remain a wallflower? I don't. Actually, uh, uh, speaking of high school, there's literally, and this is going to sound like I'm reaching, there's literally one memory I remember, like, (laughs) vividly from high school. I was a senior, and this junior won prom king. The gymnasium erupted, okay? (laughs) Erupted. The place went bananas. He went running down into the middle of the gymnasium with his arms fist thrown in the air. Who's that junior? Beyond Wrestling's owner, Drew Cordero. <laughs> yeah, uh, people are probably going to accuse you of making that <laughs> making that up to drop a name. <laughs> that was all true. He, he can verify it. So like you said, yeah, right when she shows up and says, this wallflower is tall, lean, and evergreen. 
And and she goes she goes right to the dance floor. <laughs> Tells him to pump up the volume, MC. Uh, and then just DJ Bernie D just sitting there just wiki 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 wiki. <laughs> Like he had like some Clorox bleach, like a sponge in his hand <laughs> to scrub the record. I was so confused on what that was. <laughs> I've never seen anyone scratch a record like that in my, in my life. Now you have. And then what happens? She literally steals everybody's husbands. <laughs> yeah. There's a, yeah. One woman who pulls her husband away from looking at her. At one point, she starts dancing the Macarena very briefly. I don't know if you caught that. I, d- I didn't. I was just mortified that this was a kid's show, and she literally went in, stole all the husbands. All guys are dancing around her, as I have here on notes, stealing all the guys, making the ladies jealous. Yeah, she says who she's trying to impress with that pathetic body paint. And she's like, your husband, for one. And then there's her husband dancing the night away with She-Hulk. Very progressive, though. I mean, very prog- progressive episode. The whole time, by the way, Gargoyle is looking at watching this with a pair of binoculars in a bush. We're getting there. We are getting close. <laughs> we are getting close to uh, if this was uh, 2022, the show would be canceled. Uh, she gets a little tired and orders a uh, cream soda with a mint twist. Uh, you know, when I heard that, uh, I instantly was like, you know what? I think I might want to try that. I'm, I'm curious. that I, th- that I feel like that was a hint to gin. Yeah, like the mint, I, I assume, is supposed to be some form of alcohol without them coming out and saying it. Yeah, that's how I took it. Cream soda and gin. That was that was how I took all that. Now, here's a more, um, very baffling part coming up. Bruce Banner comes to now? talk to her. <laughs> He's got a tuxedo on with like a cover bun and a bow tie. Why? It's not this asshole's high school reunion. Why is he all decked up? He wants to come dressed to impress. Plus, you got to understand, he's a science nerd. I mean, how many, you know, he's not a well-dressed man. This is not uh, Tony Stark coming through. This is Bruce Banner. Uh, he has gotten the gamma particle, and uh, it's time to test it. She says she'll, uh, she'll meet Bruce at the car. She just needs a little time to catch her breath. <laughs> no concern with all of these uh, physical failures that's going on with her life. Uh, when Bruce goes out, he gets jumped by... Uh, Abomination and uh, that female uh, ogres, and uh, they this time they knock him out. They manage to knock out Bruce Banner, the Abomination, before he can turn into the Hulk. One for the bad guys. Gargoyle won't leave because he hasn't got what he came for. Uh, the stunning vision in green. That boy wants to get laid. Okay, <laughs> That's Abomination. What this team is. <laughs> Abomination says that. Uh, Leader's not going to be happy. He says the leader can go wax his head for all I care. <laughs> but literally, I felt like uh, Gargoyle was much more uh, aggressive with his goal than the leader by any means. Ogres, she catches She-Hulk in a big bear hug. Gargoyle says how he adores a, a woman with an acid tongue. Yep. I do. <laughs> and that's the moment. He adores a good acid tongue. While going, and I was like, what is going on right now? Instant cancel. If that was nowadays, are you kidding me? He literally is just like, we've got giant fetishes and midgets. It's all, it's a whole kind of stuff going on. You're going to get me, you're going to get me taken off the little people. All right. Little people, little people. He has a proposal. 
She has a proposal. You keep talking. I start barfing. <laughs> He's probably into that too. He says he can solve her problem if uh, she pledges her undying love to him. <laughs> uh, it was actually right around this point that she made a line to him that for whatever reason really stung for me when she called him a vertically challenged tree stump. <laughs> and I just, I felt that, man. I meant to ask because I don't, I don't harp on, I don't, <laughs> I don't often, hardly ever have ever made a short joke at your expense, but I, I have to ask, have you ever been called a tree stump? <laughs> you know what? I've never been called a tree stump, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, I, I have dated many women that have ta- been taller than me. And let me tell you, everything from being hugged where my feet would dangle, uh, the, that's the type of life I'd live. So being called a tree stump is not too far from the truth. He expects an answer within the hour. <laughs> Clock's ticking, babe. <laughs> um, I don't even want to get into what he's expecting <laughs> her to do in order for him to fix the problem. <laughs> um, uh, if you haven't been able to piece it together by now, it's a uh, cream and a twist. She's uh, her visibly her powers are fading until finally she goes completely back to normal and she's Jennifer Walters again. And by the way, the dress still fits her perfectly, even though she was seven feet tall a minute ago. Of course. I mean, well, that dress, <laughs> I mean, it would have been better if it was like uh, Tom Hanks and big, if it just really was just loose baggy. So she tells Gargoyle she's just going to be fine the way she is. Now, this really gets him <laughs> hot under the collar. He says, uh, get those drones to take her and rip this town off the map while you're at it. And what's funny is, is so what we haven't talked about is the entire undertone to this point is that she feels that if she's not She-Hulk, she's not good enough. That the, the whole piece is being normal is a problem and being She-Hulk is all that matters. Like there was a, there was, a, you know, we can't describe it here, but watching the episode, there was clear like sadness and depression that she lost the ability and she looked at herself. And even though she was like happy, it was to overcome that. Like this woman's gorgeous. She was a dime piece, but she overcame and felt better about herself just because yes. she wasn't green anymore. So it's a real good message to not only, uh, Young girls out there, everybody, you know, you got you to gotta be happy with who you are. That's right. So it's on the inside that counts. Exactly. Big fight ensues with the drones. Hulk shows up, smashing a bunch of the drones. She's doing pretty well for herself, even though she doesn't have any superpowers. She's kind of dodging and weaving these things. Ogres chases Jennifer around. Hulk's fighting the drones. They smash back into the reunion, which Jennifer says, if you think this is impressive, wait till the 20-year reunion. <laughs> Zing. She's going, there's a big column that's going to fall on everyone, which she tries to grab to save the day. And this turns her back. And this, like the, the adrenaline, the, 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 the power to save turns her back into the She-Hulk. And, uh, she even says that, uh, she's changed back to big, bad, mean, lean, and green. Gross. You miss. And then she, yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I assume you're going to reference the uh, what happens with the uh, the DJ. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I just have the note here. 
DJ hit that funky music. And uh, <laughs> then out comes the scrubber again. And it's like, wicka, wicka, wicka. and it's the same, just weird pixelated motion of just the DJ where they, they didn't want to spend any time drawing them. So it was just three different art clips. The DJ looks like someone saw like, like a Will Smith outfit from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and said, all right, I'm going to try and quickly draw something that looks just like that. They, they kick butt to music, causing all the uh, the villains to retreat. On the way out, Gargoyle says that uh, if she doesn't agree to be his, she's going to suffer more consequences. Just more threats. <laughs> she says that boy is such a sweet talker. <laughs> They go back to uh, the parents' house, and uh, Banner says that she can't overdo it because the next change could be permanent. And She-Hulk, this response uh, was just classic. If she does permanently become Jennifer Walters, it wouldn't be totally bunk because golden tan or emerald green I'm still the same person as just as irresistible. <sighs> just as irresistible gamma girl. Lesson learned. Uh, did you pass by that? The I have written down here, by the way, I popped huge for Stan Lee going. I know I'm normally a man that judges books by their cover. And it's <laughs> like, yes, inside joke. Yes, you are. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I think uh, Bruce had said a reference about you know you gotta look. It's not representative of what's on the inside of the book. Yes, which which prompted that piece. It was good. Cliff is his name. It's Bruce's uncle Cliff. Love it. Yeah, um, and that and so that's the lesson. You you can't worry about the outside, even though both outsides are gorgeous in shape. Inner strength, you know, is really what uh is what it's all about. Inner beauty. Shrek did it better. As they leave, uh, they pass the. Uh, the mean girls from high school who are now <laughs> all wearing green body paint. <laughs> oh man. You know, you know, good thing. Oh man. Wh- whatever. That's God one bless of, them. One of them comments that, uh, they always liked her. <laughs> it's usually how haters work. Did you notice, uh, her license plate said gamma girl? No, of course it did. <laughs> It's those little tidbits that I knew you always uh, see. And then as they drive off, they go to the street sign, and the street they're on is Memory Lane. Cue the episode title. And that's how we ended Incredible Hulk and She-Hulk down Memory Lane. (laughs) Yeah. um, (laughs) Before we get into any kind of ranking, yeah, there is She-Hulk's whole demeanor I found to be very odd and gargoyle is just a gross creep <laughs> this entire episode in this I mean uh, yeah 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 I, I to me she hulk was not likable I understand that you need to to no actually I don't I don't understand I didn't I just didn't like I just didn't really like she hulk at all not nothing there was no like sympathy I didn't like way too over the top uh confident I mean you didn't, have, you know, she was a wallflower in high school and she came back, stole the dance floor. <laughs> Even the photo of her in high school wasn't like ugly nerd. It was just like, oh, she's gorgeous then too. <laughs> like there wasn't any like small scrawny can't do. And then 
worked and her way up and the gamma stuff just pulled out the last 10 percent no it's just this, this chick's always been a, a babe and, and what a rough life scotty earlier she said she always felt like a victim but now she's got the mc dropping jams for her as all the husbands are watching her dance <laughs> yeah nothing nothing says confidence like just luring in infidelity that's that's <laughs> What makes a woman feel better about themselves? Phoning a bunch of married dudes. Because let me tell you, <laughs> high school is rough, and I'm not the victim anymore. I'm going to do five guys, and we ain't talking the burger joint. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> let's keep it PG. It is PG. <laughs> That's how many guys are in the circle. But Gargoyle is just a gross creep this entire episode. The the, the whole thing. You know what? It's funny. Like, um unfortunately because this is my first like introduction to the that particular series I, I have no interest in going back and watching aside from i really now just want to go back and watch to see what the hell the leader is doing because he was mainly the catalyst but still did nothing the entire episode um he was uh he wanted to hook hulk up to his power transfer unit yeah but it, yeah but we didn't see it we didn't know like what's he gonna do just pull like pull it out of him and then what what's he gonna do with the stuff Good question. He's always he's all, all sorts of weird plans where uh, he's wanted to turn you know the gamma rays on the entire population where he'd be the ruler, which I always thought was kind of a flawed plan because the gamma rays enhance your natural stuff, and he was super smart, so that's why he instead of getting strong got even smarter. So if you shoot like a a Neil deGrasse Tyson or a Elon Musk or something like that, wouldn't they just be as smart as the leader and he would have competition now for ruling the world? Well, I mean, Elon Musk wasn't around when these uh, Hulk comics were coming out. <laughs> I just... <laughs> All right, well, how about Stephen Hawkins? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to make fun of Stephen Hawkins. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Kudos to you, sir. We'll give you that one. But yeah, leader and abomination didn't barely even need to be on the episode. They did next to nothing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Again, it go, it goes back to what I said earlier. I, I it, the Hulk has always been like clipped at the tendons because his villains gallery is just so crippled. Like it's just you compare it to all the other superheroes, his villain gallery is just not there. I mean, Abomination, like I said, Brooklyn Brawler of the the Hulk universe, just go out there get take the job. Um, it wasn't yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, we're going to go over to our spectrometer. The first ranking of Matt Spectro through the multiverse year two, where we rank what we've seen for Spectros being absolute perfection. Doesn't get any better. Zero Spectros being this is the worst piece of dog poo you've ever seen. Scotty Slade, how are you going to rank? drive down memory lane i'm gonna give it a one out of five uh the reason why it gets a one is um you, you get the hulk you get the hulk you get to see some stuff smash but i watched bruce keep up with she hulk in a foot race i watched literally the scrawny leader juke the incredible hulk and outrun him <laughs> like and you know it's uh, yeah one out of five i am gonna go back do they have season one that you said was more gritty yeah, season one is a little bit more darker, a little is not as lighthearted as the second season. All right, you know what? Because of this, I am going to uh, try to salvage that series and give season one a watch. But this she, one, one out of five. And She Hulk does show up on the first season, but she's not 
it's not like she's the permanent co-host of the show or anything. That's that's fair. And I knew you picked this because She-Hulk was in it. Um, but it still is a Hulk show. I can't I can't picture me recommending this for anybody. I mean, the last two shows I did with you, the the Turtles one was at least fun, and um, that Brave and the Bold was really good. That was really good. That was really good. So this one, no. I'm gonna go one and three quarters. Uh, for the gargoyle height. I really wanted to like it, and I, I remember there being better episodes, but the animation, I felt, was really kind of sloppy and rushed, really bare bones. Speaking of animation, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. I'm going to post it on your Twitter. The The amount of ass shots that were put in this, <laughs> this was for kids. Like, this is for kids. And, and it seemed like at every point, like, even the – uh, coming home to see her parents, it was just ass right into the screen. Cartoon ass. And it just, that squat, I mean, all of it. It just, it was it was awkward. It was awkward. There isn't much of a plot to this, really, other than, I understand what they were going for with She-Hulk. I just think they handled it very sloppily and, like, I think some dated ideas of, of how to get to this empowerment message they were trying to get through so uh the heart's in the right place i feel i just think the execution was severely lacking and gargoyle is just i know he's gargoyle and look at him but he's really kind of gross and this is even like gross through a modern lens like he was gross back in 1997 so yeah i'm going one and three quarters i i wouldn't judge the whole series on this i wouldn't recommend this episode per se but i would recommend checking out some of the episodes of this cartoon i'd say hulk smash hulk agents of smash and the hulk cartoon from the early 80s are those would be better stuff to watch if you're gonna uh want to watch a hulk cartoon and i just think she hulk's voice was terrible terrible cast just not how i pictured jennifer walters talking and it really did change by the way throughout the show like i said if you you go with that car scene where they had to like get away and she turned into this sultry southern bell and then other times she was just a strong, independent white woman. Like it was just a lot of, it was a lot of weird ranges. And uh, what do you think in 2022, a child comes across Incredible Hulk and She-Hulk? Are they going to enjoy it? No, there w- no, no, you know, no, no. There wasn't even from a child's perspective, there wasn't even any good slapstick zingers. Like really, like. Like, you know, like in that, not to keep going back to our other shows, you know, go back and listen, please, so that we can get the number one spot back. But like, even in the, the <laughs> Turtles, there's like slapstick funny things with like the pizza maker and how the 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 way that, you know, Bebop and Rocksteady interacted. Like, even in the Brave and the Bold, there was these slapstick lines. Like, their funny moments was creepy insults towards a short <laughs> man. Like, that was their, that was their humor. Like, you little horny toad. Like that's that was that's not for kids. None of that was for kids. None of that was. Well, what did you think out there? Did you enjoy this more than we did? Uh, if you did, great. We're not. Uh, we can't take that away from you. We're not putting you down. You couldn't have liked it. No, I'm going to put you down. Please at me at Scotty Slade so I can please hear the reasons why you would give this more than <laughs> one and three quarters on the spectrometer. Please. You probably couldn't. You couldn't like it any less than us. Uh, <laughs> but yes, go to Scotty's Twitter or my Twitter or my Facebook and. Uh, Tell us what you thought. Always like to hear. Uh, half the point of always having a guest is getting different viewpoints. 
you uh, can find me at Matt Spectro. Follow me while you're there. You can go to my Facebook page, Matt Spectro the Multiverse. Give me a follow and like while you're there as well. Plus, you can suggest uh, things you'd like us to talk about or future guests um, that you'd like to see on the show as well. And if you could go and uh, subscribe to my podcast, that'd be great as well. Give me a five-star review. Share it. I appreciate it. If you host a podcast or a YouTuber or anybody in general who'd like to be, if you're a comic fan, you want to be on the show, reach out to me as well. Scotty, I, uh, every episode, I give my guests a uh, plug time. I don't know what you got going on right now, but if you have anything to plug, the floor is yours. Oh, of course. Well, as always, I am Scotty Slade, the king of dad style. You can always find me over on Instagram at Scotty Slade. I am the TikTok superstar at King of Dad Style. And we're about two weeks in, but we have launched a Twitch channel. Come hang out. I usually stream three to four times a week. That also is King of Dad Style. It's a good place to come out, chill, vibe, and you get to kind of see a bunch of people come through or nobody. But either way, it's a good old time. Well, I want to thank you for uh, kicking off year two with me today. I appreciate you coming back to the show. Oh, no problem. I mean, now that I've come back for you, maybe it's time that you come back for me one more time in the ring. MMA Matt Spectro <laughs> versus Scotty Slade. I mean, I am the current Hard Knocks champion at a promotion called Lucky Pro. Maybe we can work something out for the boots to come out one last time. Um, as much as I would like my children to see me wrestle once, my stepsons and my own children, it would take me a good six or seven months to get back into any kind of shape that I'd be comfortable enough stepping back into a wrestling ring. Perfect. Well, I'm glad you said that because October lucky pro wrestling, you're going to see it. Matt Spectro, Scotty Slade for the hard knocks championship. I'm very excited for this. We just booked a match. This is it, man. You can leave your boots in the ring afterwards. I can see why um, you and Jamie were uh, hosted a podcast together. You guys love to book your own stuff on the show. I, I, you know what, you know what it was. I saw a recent uh, clip of Taker and Michaels and how they set up for their second WrestleMania match. And coming into tonight, I knew that's what I was going to do. I was going to set up the real retirement match for Matt Spectro. You know, maybe we can get Crockett to come ref it. You know, you can beat me. Just give me one more time. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening and join us again next week for another exciting episode of Met Spectro Through the Multiverse. Excelsior!